what's up what's up everybody this is jeff from bkj mac tv and this is the bkj mac podcast coming at you live all right check this out this is episode 31 and this episode is pretty unique um last night because last night i was watching this documentary on peacock uh, Peacock is a streaming service by Channel 4. Uh, it's a really great, it's a really great um, streaming app. You get to watch wrestling, get to watch everything. It's for $4.99 a month. That is a steal. You get to watch wrestling and all your favorite shows and movies that are being basically produced by the Peacock umbrella. So if you're ever around, please subscribe to peacock 4.99 a month you can't beat that price anyway um i was watching this documentary on there the name of the documentary was called well it's called because it's still around currently uh i love you you hate me basically the documentary about barney the purple dinosaur now I know everybody who's listening to this podcast right now, the old heads will know who Barney, who Barney was back in the day. You know, Barney has been around for God knows how long. Big purple dinosaur and stuff like that. Uh, made made songs about you know saying I love you, you love me. You know, try to create this sense of security and warmth and understanding and exclude and. Uh, exclusiveness inclusiveness i mean um however this documentary talks about the part the you hate me basically there were there were a gang of trolls like i'm talking about some lame 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 trolls who basically made it their business their uh, ridiculous lame purpose to attack a a preschool dinosaur that was basically there to help encourage kids to feel good to love one another to um enjoy the space that they were in they basically came in and basically bashed barney we're talking about um tv shows we're talking about sports arena with this lame mascot who basically um used a fake barney to and attacked him in front of a crowd to basically make people feel make these adults feel good that they're attacking a dinosaur which was basically directed at preschoolers granted they, you know they showed the history of how barney was created they said that the creators didn't want barney to have any conflict um they made the songs repetitive it was meant for three-year-olds you know because you know when you're when you're when you're two years old when you're three years old all you want to see is things being repeated over and over again so you're building muscle memory you know you're getting better and better and you're reinforcing their mind and their behavior with love and kindness and compassion and what these people and what these people did um in some ways maybe they should have had some conflict to it but some of the outsiders the negative outsiders basically 
tore into that idea. They tore into that fabric, which was pretty stupid and, and was pretty reckless. And I'm like, how do you how do you do something like that? You know, it was it was pretty ridiculous. So in the documentary, it really goes in depth. They actually talked. Um, they actually interviewed the voice actor for Barney, an old dude um, with a beard, with a beard on his with a beard. And he talked about how, you know, how he ended up getting a job by making funny voices when he was younger and he decided to get paid for it. And that's how he got up. He did so well. And they said, yeah, that's the voice of Barney. And the, um, the costume originally was this um, uh, tall white dude who was a mime, a bit mime, basically. And uh, he decided, you know, he was the, he couldn't be the Barney no more because the to move they need someone to move around the suit. So they got this um, Jerner, David Jerner, black dude, uh, was a uh, um, tantra who was into tantra, and basically he became the person inside Barney, moving doing Barney's movements and whatnot, and it made the kids laugh. It was entertaining and stuff like that. The creator of Barney. Um, she wanted to do something for her kid. Her name was, uh, her name is Sarah, Sarah Lynch, basically from Allen, Texas. And she wanted to create something for her kid, you know. Um, here's the article from CNN by Brian Lavery. Aside from planting that song in everybody's head again, I love you, you hate me is an amusing look back at the Barney and Friends phenomenon and the over-the-top torrents of hostility the PBS Chosen Show elicited. Basically, think about it. A PBS show public broadcasting station. Like, seriously. The lames out there that went out there bashing Barney that was on public broadcasting station wasn't on WB, wasn't on Fox, wasn't on CBS, wasn't on ABC was on PBS and these 14 year olds these 16 year olds 20 year olds 30 year olds 40 year olds had an issue with that because they said that Barney wasn't real they called him a communist and they showed image depictions and images of shooting him burning him and stepping all over him like what kind of repressed sociopathic desire are you displaying on camera? You need help. That those people needed help. They needed psychological help. The fact that they did this to a, a stuffed animal that was geared towards three-year-olds. I mean, it really made you think for a minute. Like, why would they do something like that? It was pretty stupid, and it was pretty lame, and it was pretty creepy and crazy. And those adults, teenagers, and those adults doing that are pretty like. They needed help badly. Anyway, um, let me see. Yet the two-part documentary is also the soapy story of the creator and her family, which ends up eclipsing the overreaching impulse to connect the purple dinosaur to something more culturally profound. Conceived by Sarah Lynch, a resident of Allen, Texas, in 1988, Barney became an instant favorite among toddlers in part because of his simple repetition and cheerfully cut-rate production values. The show also hit a nerve at the dawn of the social media era, 
as Bob West, the original voice of Barney, observes, with music director Bob Singleton noting that material tailored to a three-year-old will drive a grown-up crazy. Basically, the um, in the early parts of the documentary, when they were talking about the songs and the song choices, it was geared towards little preschoolers, like children, like three years old, but it, it drove adults crazy. They, they couldn't stand watching it over and over again because it pissed them off, but again, um, it's not meant for you. It was meant for the little kids because little kids love repetition. It was to develop their, it's to develop their mind and it's to keep them engaged not for the adults to be like oh my god this is so cool no it wasn't meant for that and i felt like some of these adults took it to the level where it was extreme extreme visceral and it should not have gone down like that anyway by tapping into an underserved fresh out of diapers demographic lynch became um fabulously wealthy eventually selling the company for $275 million. But the popularity of Barney exacted an almost Shakespearean toll on her family, including her son Patrick, who is suggested suffered for, suffered for growing up in the shadow of a felt-covered sibling whose fame eclipsed him. Basically, Barney eclipsed Patrick in a sense, but the the character Barney was created for Patrick, for Bar, um, for Patrick to enjoy and to, you know, because there wasn't really shows geared toward his towards his age group aside from Sesame Street. They wanted to do something different, something unique, and that's how the conception of Barney came about. And yes, the Barney franchise literally did destroy that family. Um, Pat in the in the documentary, if you ever get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. It's with the what happened with the father. It's pretty sad. It's really, really sad. And um, um, if you do get a chance on watching it, it's pretty crazy. The father ends up taking his life because he's depressed, and they actually end up getting divorced. And um, that's when a couple of years he takes us, he takes his life, and it's pretty sad. It's just pretty, pretty sad. Um. Here's the quote, it states, All that success came at a price, says Andrew Olson, a devotee of Barney history and its mobilia. Oh, that was one where all the different Barney dolls in the in the room. I was like kind of weirded out by that. But, you know, he's a mobilia collector, so it is what it is. There are other strange details in the director, Tommy Elevance film, like how the original actor inside the Barney suit, Javid Joyner, found it too good to be true for media purposes anyway. Second career as a tantonic massage therapist and healer. A practice that included by his admission sleeping with at least some of his clients, which was kind of wild. He sleeps with them to cleanse them of their spiritual, sexual aggressions and makes them whole again. It is what it is. The Tantra, the Tantanic, whatever it is, it is what it is. Still, I Love You really wants to emphasize the visceral fling at Barney. 
the you hate me part as evidence of a nasty turn in the culture during those years from the snarky attitude embodied by David Letterman to the daily fist fights on a Jerry Springer talk show. It's a reasonable point at first, but one, the documentary overplays, especially when there's so much odd specific stuff about the show to mine here. Sure, the Barney bashing, such as the incident with the famous San Diego chicken, which is kind of crazy with the San Diego chicken, that's one I was alluding to earlier, sailed into the ridiculous. But what that says, America, though, during those years, doesn't necessarily represent any kind of a straight line. There are also rather arbitrary voices brought into the mix, such as NBC's Al Roker, which merely underscored that the list of people with something profound to share about Barney, which was canceled in 2000, is relatively short. I Love You, You Hate Me has already generated media attention for, Pe- for Peacock, so score it as a win for the, by that measure. But while the project captures a very specific moment in time, it runs out of insight before its time is up. It does, in a sense. But the insight, um, in a sense, it's 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 not meant. You gotta look at it in a sense like this Barney character, as it as it was created for preschoolers, ends up destroying a family, makes a family very rich, but ends up destroying a family. You know why we never really understand why the father committed suicide we understood that he was depressed but we don't understand why what created his depression we understood he had to stay at home and tend to the house care you know how was how did that happen why did that happen you know why wasn't the father just basically working with the mom in the office you know, I think there were certain things that were left out, but the thing that why it was left out because the creative Barney decided not to partake in the interview process, which I credited as a which I credited as a negative loss, big time for the documentary to give the documentary full validity. Um, the creator of Barney needed to be there. She needed to talk about why she did what she did and why she created the character. They instead they use archival footage of her interviews to basically create why she made the character. But we wanted to hear it from this her present day, her point of view now and how she's living now and why she did what she did and what drove her to sell the franchise for such a large amount of money. And um, you know, talk about the um, the personal situations in our family. I mean, especially with Patrick, because Patrick was name was mentioned throughout the documentary as the um, as the person of interest in terms of when of why Barney was created for um, for his age group. You know, we never really get an understanding of um, Patrick and why the Barney did he of why did he. Did he dislike Barney? Did he like Barney? You know, what was it about Barney that really, you know, that was so paramount in his life? You know, we never really understand that in in the documentary. I felt like they really just focused on the visceral part of the hate me part, which I was shocked. I didn't know that it was that bad, you know, 
a lot of hatred, a lot of it, like, especially from David Letterman, guys, like, David Letterman is a classic douchebag from back in the day, you know, it is what it is, they, they just made fun of a, a big dinosaur, a purple dinosaur that was geared towards three-year-olds, children, like, preschoolers, you know, fresh out of diapers, so, you know, overall, uh, looking at it, it's pretty wild, you know, Barney didn't deserve all that hate. Barney deserved kindness and sincerity. Yes, the song was drove adults crazy, but it was not geared towards adults. It was geared towards little kids to help them improve their muscle memory, to create a sense of happiness, inclusiveness, and whatnot. It was not geared towards adults, you know, and that's what um, they could not understand. So again, um, I don't know if Barney could make a comeback in this t- in this day and age maybe revamp the attitude in a sense not to drive adults crazy because like, they'd be the ones sitting with their kids their preschoolers while they're watching the show so maybe they need to change it and adopt the sesame street approach honestly um overall that's my take on the on the barney documentary you love me i hate you take I mean, it's a crazy, crazy, when you see it, it's wild. I mean, you'll be shocked by some of the scenes by watching it in the documentary. So, it's on Peacock. So, download it, $4.99 a month. Check it out, the documentary. This was episode 31 of the Barney segment. Thank you for listening. Peace, love, always, one.